0: I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I've had a week. In fact, I've had a couple weeks. Well, let's be honest. Fuck, I've had a year, man. And we've all had a year or two now. And some of it, 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 many people, it goes back even further than that. And I am so ready for the weekend. Right in front of us, a long holiday weekend. These last couple of weeks have been amazing and insightful and eye-opening and wonderful. There's been intense summer heat. There's been It almost felt like it was going to snow last night. It was so freaking cold last night. But now here we are with this gorgeous late spring, early summer day outside right now in South Minneapolis. And I'm so ready for the weekend. Hi, Sean. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm tired, man. I don't know. know I don't know if you can see it in my eyes,
0: but I'm, um, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. But we got to get another podcast in. We promised early on we'd do two a week, and we're doing it, bitch. We are. Again, I hate the gratuitous swearing. That's not the kind of show this is. So let me pull that back just a little bit. So we're absolutely doing it, my friends. Absolutely. Our second podcast of the week. Episode 159 of The Brian Oak Show, made possible by Smart Start MN. In fact, here we are in the Smart Start MN studios, and it is really beautiful outside today, man. It's a little on the crisp side. I know people are like, I'm ready for summer. I'm like, no, if it never went above 75 again with a dew point of about 42, I'm a happy man.
1: Well, my son was supposed to have senior night for baseball last night, which just means the last regular season season game of the year and they right. made the playoffs but it was supposed to be last night I'm so thankful it wasn't last night and they moved it to tonight It's going to be gorgeous man yeah, It'll be, be it'll be perfect Clear for- skies cool and crisp
0: you can always put on another jacket but <clears throat> Sean topless, Sean without a t-shirt at the baseball Nobody game. Nobody wants it. Nobody. I mean, y- wants you that. try
1: once, twice, yeah. thrice. Even people if, just it, keep saying even no. Even if you paint,
0: you know, "Go, son!" on there. Yeah, I pe-
1: tried that one too, and he just said, I, "You're not my father. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know you. Could we please have this man removed?" Uh, it is the Brian Oak Show, and you know, this show. A lot of people ask, "Hey, what? Uh, what's it about?" I still don't really know the answer to that almost 160 episodes in, but what it is about is talking to people in our community, talking to local musicians, entrepreneurs, sculptors, kickboxers. Although, okay, technically, we haven't had a kickboxer on, but we did have somebody who does theatrical fight combat and directs it on, on our most recent episode. Yeah, no big deal.
1: What I do is when people ask that, I get really defensive, and I just ask them, what do they do? Yeah. And they're like, I'm an architect. I'm like, what's that? Yeah. What's an architect? What is your podcast about? Oh, you don't <laughs> yeah. have one? Oh. oh. Hello. Oh. Boom. Did you try it and quit because nobody wow. was listening? One Mr. Of the... <laughs> architect, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, I'm a lawyer. I work. Oh. Oh. Ooh.
0: I'm a researcher that works on childhood diseases. Yeah, well, yeah. Good, good for yeah. And actually, thank you, because that's really the only important thing that <laughs> matters. Is. Podcasts you can throw in the garbage and the world wouldn't be any different. Although, Aww. it is nice to learn stories, though. It's nice it to is. learn about other people. Um, speaking of stories, the reason I'm so tired, and I really do hate to be such a whiny little whiner, Um <laughs>
1: No, you don't. I st- no. I well. I I hate You're it. A good wine. I, I hate it,
0: but I but I still engage in it with it's a, a certain fervor. Thank you. Yeah, play to your strengths. Exactly. It's part of my strength finder routine. Exactly. Um, dear God, uh, I started a new job two weeks ago, and unfortunately, that job requires me to get up at four a.m. And I love the job, which yeah. is the only way you can get up at four a.m. If you do it. But I'm back on the radio. Cities ninety-seven point one. Mm-hmm. Uniquely Twin Cities, oh. uh, and I do enjoy it. But it's nice to be back in the iHeart family, and I know that makes me sound like a corporate shill. But one of my favorite things about it is I get to routinely guest on with a lot of my friends who are over on the Sports Station KFAM. Do I give a rip about sports? Almost not at all. Yeah, I'm a Vikings guy. Um, but as you can, if you look right behind you, oh, Jack White's covering him up. But right behind that is Dante Culpepper, my guy, Dante Culpepper.
1: What well, say, Culpepper?
0: Exactly. I do like. The Minnesota Vikings, but largely about sports, I'm not very concerned at all. But they're fun; to, it's fun to join them over there. But when I joined Common Man, which I did earlier this week to talk about the 80th birthday of Bob Dylan, um, they have this bit called Rock Talk, and they made this over-the-top intro, yeah. right, where they say that I'm the president of the Indigo Girls okay. fan club, and I decided to turn today's first song pick over to you, and you chose the Indigo Girls. Why?
1: Well, I knew. I just knew from social media, and I've never talked to you about this, but people always give you shit about the Indigo Girls, and I can't tell if it's that you like them or that you can't stand them. But they give you shit about the Indigo Girls, so I don't know what the deal is. Do you like them? Do you, do you not like them? Do you, st- do you know the answer
0: yet? Do you think you know the answer? I think you like them. So here's why people give me shit about them is for whatever reason, among the cool kids or among the dude rockers, I listen to 21 Pilots, whatever the hell, um, it's, it's, it's somehow fashionable to think the Indigo Girls are lame. Let me tell you right now, you are completely fucking wrong. The Indigo Girls <laughs> fucking rule, and they <laughs> always have have ruled, even early on when you're like, no, I'm into the hard stuff, man. That's fine. You don't have to love Indigo Girls. And this is how I feel about almost every band out there and artist. You don't have to love them. If it doesn't do anything for you, cool, move along. But trying to tag me as like, he loves the Indigo Girls, like it somehow makes me lesser or or impugns my ability to understand music. You're so wrong. Because during my tenure, originally at Cities 97, Amy and Emily were both in... I don't know, probably a half dozen times, maybe more. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. In the studio, any hack can make harmonies happen, right? Technology has advanced so oh, far. yeah, exactly. You can come up with five-part harmonies that are mind-bendingly yeah. good. Seven Bridges Road type. And so here's the thing. When people talk shit about the Eagles, yeah. they did a five-part harmony live routinely. I know, I know, There was a mind-bender. Screw you. They're also a great band. Yeah. But, but I don't know that I've ever seen, and I'm saying this in all sincerity... I don't know that I've ever seen two people who've been able to more intuitively, brilliantly, hypnotically harmonize better than Amy and Emily of the Indigo Girls. I am not rote on their catalog. I am not encyclopedic on everything about their careers or their lives. I freaking love the Indigo Girls. I do,
1: too. And this song is one that my daughter's learning right now. And uh, I told her the story that when I was about her age... I was dating a young lady who was a couple of years older than I was, but her parents had gone, I I was living in South Dakota on air out there. Her parents had gone to Sioux Falls. She was from Chamberlain, South Dakota, kind of central South Dakota. And I spent the night at her place while the folks were out of town and they didn't didn't have a shower. Oh, they didn't have a shower. Did you wash yourself with cold water in a bucket outside? No, they had a bathtub and very awkward to look at your girlfriend and go, Can I use your bathtub? And she's like, Sure. So she actually ran out to like go to the grocery store or something while I'm in the bathtub. And I've got the Indigo girls indigo girls blaring. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. Suddenly I get the uh yeah? Uh yeah, it's Michelle's mom. Um what's what, what's going on? Nothing. Just hoping was, to uh, hang out with your daughter tonight and so... cranking some indigo girls. Thankfully, her father wasn't with her at the time, just the mom. The mom Imagine like, that
0: poor mom coming home, hearing a strange man's voice belting the indigo girls and splashing
1: around in the bathtub. <laughs> Are you on fire? I'm just like yelling it at the top of my
2: lungs.
0: You're so I'm lucky like, you're not Hi. in prison. <laughs>
2: That's a good point.
0: Let's hear the indigo girls on the Brian Oak
2: Show. Staircase running high, you had a hiding place, secrets. Stones. we know the price now and
0: Sean, I think you raised a couple of important points. (laughs) No, I really do. I really do because, um, you know, like, I love the Indigo Girls. Could I name every song off every record? No. Could I name every record in chronological order? Absolutely not. No. Do I love them and have I enjoyed every interaction I've ever had with them? I absolutely do, and that's okay. Like, so when you say you love a band don't let people take you to task and be like oh yeah well what was the name of the producer on album number 4 oh, I hate that. Yeah. I, here i have your answer oh it's right here in my pocket fuck you okay <laughs> like it, don't be that person just let people let people have fun let them enjoy themselves and let them love what they love and you know what if people think they're getting smart or getting one up on me by calling me the president of the indigo girls fan club It's not that strong, but I have no shame in loving the Indigo Girls. It is The Brian Oak Show, episode 159. Sorry, hang on one second. I had Cheetos and Diet Coke
1: for breakfast. Breakfast of champions.
0: Nope. Breakfast of losers (laughs) who are bound to die. That being said, I just needed a moment there. Uh, Before we get to today's guest, I want to mention that This show is being recorded in the Smart Start MN studio, and Smart Start MN, the primary sponsor of the Brian Oak Show podcast, Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. I'm going to ask you a blunt question, Sean. Yes. What the actual hell is ignition interlock?
1: Just a little plastic thing that allows you to blow into this thing that makes your car go. Are you a scientist? (laughs) Not anymore. It's like...
0: (laughs) And moved on. Here's the deal. People drink and drive terrible idea continues to happen with alarming regularity even during lockdown should that happen to you someone you love someone you know there are ways to get back into your car and drive legally provided you stop drinking and driving that is state approved these are the originators these are the people who put the ignition interlock into place in minnesota many carpetbaggers have come along trying to claim credit trying to be like no we're the one to go with no they're not smart start mn they're one of us well several of us but you know what i mean they're Minnesotans. They started this whole thing here, and they know how to do it best and for a very affordable rate. And you can find out
1: more by checking out their website. Yep. Smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of that plastic doohickey. <laughs> It's,
0: it's a little bit more than that, I'm going to be honest, but it does allow you to drive sooner than you otherwise might. Brandon Hen- Henry is a founding member of Art Vandelay. Art Vandelay is a St. Paul-based band, and that's what we like to do. We like to talk about music. We like to talk about the Twin Cities here on The Brian Oak Show. So without any further ado, because there's been plenty of ado so far.
3: There's been a lot of ado.
0: Brandon, how are you? Hello.
3: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Nice to have you here. Thanks for coming to the Smart Start MN Studio. Now, I want to go back on your backstory and talk about how we got to today. But let's talk about Art Vandelay. The, the, The first thing that strikes me when I hear the name of your band is it's a Seinfeld reference.
3: Absolutely. And are you cool with that? I am cool with that. I go back and forth as to keep it or not. But then I meet people who are like, that's a great name. So then I keep it, and, right. and it, I'm, it's, it's I'm very there recognizable. Now.
0: So I just, you know, but I'm sure there are other people who are like roll their eyes and are like, oh, Art Vandalay really? But also Costanza, you know, kind of lovable. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Tell me what the music of Art Vandalay sounds like for someone who's never heard them. Like imagine you're talking to someone who's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what the f- Art Vandalay is. Tell me what kind of music you make.
3: And I meet those people all the time. Um, <laughs> so I, I. I'd say it's Americana folk rock mm-hmm. um, and then um I kind of say that our our influences are like Chuck Prophet, Tom Petty, Wilco, oh. John Prine, yeah, yeah. Neil Young, so kind of the whole gamut in there. Um But I mean, so you're talking about like is
0: it is it confessional singer-songwriter stuff like a lot of those people? Is it a little bit I mean, is it ha- all of those artists you listed have happy fun time music in their catalog and they also have heart-wrenching tales of woe and despair in their catalog where where would you say
3: art Vandalay falls it's all over the board like that we have fun songs like uh if you love me that's about pearl snap shirts okay um to which are pretty sharp by the way they always got those little pockets too that have little arrows
0: on either end yeah they're beautiful i like them
3: um (laughs) to anything from like uh uh Being in a situation where a person comes in and kind of uh, messes up your situation and leaves you to pick up the pieces, whether that's a breakup or um, just an upheaval in your personal life. Um, So not that
0: you're talking about anything personal. I watched you transport right there, man. That was kind of <laughs> fantastic. The Duluth News Tribune has described your band, Art Vandalay as the poor man's version of the band. And I don't care how poor a man's version it is. If you get, if you get compared to the band, you're clearly doing something right. How long has Art Vandalay been around?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, I, it started out as a solo project for me in 2007. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, the band has formed over the years um up until up until now so has
0: the, has the lineup solidified or are you one of those mercur- mercurial central guys who's like
3: I'm tired of you you're fired and then you find someone else absolutely not it's <laughs> just like we have i have this group of guys that I love playing with and you know we're all a lot older now than when we started we all have kids and so the gigs kind of change as far as who can make it who can't Um, damn kids such a (laughs) buzzkill but it's always it's always great and very special when everyone can get together and either rehearse or play a gig but i've I've played plenty of solo shows duo shows anything in between well i would like to talk about how we go
0: from where you're from your process and get to art vandalay but before we do that can we hear some art vandalay yeah all right, Absolutely. so tell me where we're starting here because I don't know. I mean, I know the new record's on the way before the end of summer. I know there's a new single due out in less than a week.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are we going to hear right here? Tell me about this song and why you chose it. So this song is called "If You Love Me." It's off our debut album, uh, "Dancing with Your Demons." What year? Sorry, what? What year did it come out? Uh, two thousand eight, I believe. Okay, and um, this is a song that I wrote about Pearl Snap shirts, specifically about Rockmount, which is a brand out of Denver. And they are—they claim to be, and I believe it—to um, be the inventors of the pearl snap shirt. The the owner of the company had—he came into work every day until he was 107, and um, then he went home one day. He said he didn't feel good, and then two weeks later he passed away. But he was very invested in this company, and they make really nice shirts, uh, pearl snap shirts um, for you know actual cowboys. And for dudes like me or whoever. And um, yeah, I actually had the honor to play at the Rockmount headquarters in Denver in 2010 when I was in Colorado. And uh, it was very special. Played up upstairs. They have like a little museum up there. And then uh, the owner brought in, um, who was the son of the guy who started the company. Um, He brought in beer and snacks and stuff and invited his friends because I didn't know anybody in Denver. And I just played half hour set and played that song and everybody loved it and knew exactly what I was talking about. So anyway, uh, this first song is called if you love me,
0: Art Vandalay, if you love me, on The Brian Oak Show. You know, they say it's hard to know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. You want to write that one
1: down, Sean? I've already put it on a pillow.
0: (laughs) I feel like I struck gold with that one right there. And we're going to find more about, about today's guest, Brandon Henry, much more about his backstory in mere moments. But first, we should talk to Sean, because in this day and age... Uh, I know that the media can warp things. The media can bend things. They can warp perception. And that's why I'm a big QAnon guy. Just kidding, everybody. <laughs> 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 having fun. What is our sound effect? <laughs> what if we had button. suckered Brandon into a QAnon <laughs> oh, podcast? And he's like, he's r- like, holy shit, what? I'm like, no, You're in seriously. Now, You're in. Pizza <laughs> and cannibal and child sex rings. Right, Brandon? And he'd be like...
1: I, I don't, Ellen I, Stanley,
0: that's damn not you. That's, that's not it. No, and also not damn you. Thank you, Ellen Stanley. Thank you, um, But also thank you, Sean Bernard. So no. I guess the thing I was getting at about the media warping things is everyone knows it's never been a better time to sell your home if you want to make that sweet money. Oh, who's ready? But it also has never been a more terrible time to look for some place to live. Both those things are true with a caveat, Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always worse situations, and there's opportunity. Everything could be on fire. It could. Well, and for those of us that are old enough, uh, you probably remember the 2002, 2008, 2009 time where your house was worthless. My
0: house, it wasn't worthless, but yeah. it dropped by over seventy five grand in value and
1: took almost 10 years to come back. And you lived in Minneapolis where yeah. they didn't get hit as hard as I lost $180,000 on a house then. Yes. Were you living in the Florida Keys? Were you no, living, living in No, I was living in Egan, and a realtor friend of mine told me I was getting a great deal on uh, that home. yeah. Yeah. We're no Realtors, longer. those yeah. effing guys. Those, you know how they are. Yeah, I do. Thank you. That's why I'm not your typical realtor.
0: It's true, but Sean yeah. is a realtor yeah. for Edina Realty, yes. the 50th and France location. This long buildup is basically to get to the fact that you can still sell your house, and despite all the alarmist warnings,
1: yeah. you can still find a new place to live, but it is a little more challenging than it's been in the past it's it's not super easy but that's my job is to help you find the place we're gonna have to go do some work and that's all right that's the way it's supposed to be by the way you're also supposed to kind of stay in a an investment like this longer than three years right we were at a cycle where twin cityans were buying and selling every five years on three hundred thousand plus investments and so I just say to people, if you're going to buy in this market, plan on staying there five to 10 years at least, and you'll get a nice return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Call me at 612-859-2594. I can even do an evaluation of your home and tell you what it's worth, and even if you're not ready to sell at this time. Uh, 612-859-2594. I also am donating a portion of every buy side and sell side to a local artist or musician.
0: Speaking of local artists and musicians, Brandon Henry is our guest right now. He is the main brain, the central figure behind Art Vandalay. despite the fact that a band has coalesced and they are a working unit. Brandon Henry is the guy. Now, I want to read you a little something. Born in Ann Arbor, raised in Norman, Oklahoma... Founding member, Brandon Hardy, he moved to Minnesota to attend Saint Olaf College umyaya yeah, yeah, am I right?
3: You're right. <laughs> so what's
0: weird about that right there, and we're gonna we can go on to more stuff. The reason I say that is my wife, who she and I have been together for a full thirty years now. Went Ooh. to St. Olaf. When we start when we met, when we started dating and we dated, we were together for five years before we got married, um, St. Olaf is a wonderful, wonderful school. It's a really great institute of learning, but it's just not that big. No matter where I've gone in the world, no matter what stage I've been at in my life, the number of people I've run into who have attended St. Olaf is overwhelming. It It's a little bit like Skull and Bones. It's a little bit weird. I feel like you people are pulling the strings around the world. It's a cult. Well, it's- I mean, and again, it's a cool school. I know it's good. I know, I mean, I've... I've met so many people there that I feel like I went there myself. I mean, did you stay in Iterbo, or where did you stay? Wow. Wow,
3: that's a deep, a deep cut. Deep cut. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. uh, I told no, you, I'm not I, d- unfamiliar with St. Olaf. I lived in Thorson. I lived in the Norwegian house. I lived in Ellingson. Uh, so you moved all over the place. I, yeah, I was in four different places, and um, I always find it funny when I tell people who don't know the school or w- went to a big state school that, you know, I went. I stayed on campus all four years, and, right? Which is the norm there, um, at least it was at the time. And um, but they just don't get it that like you stayed in the dorms all four years. I'm like, uh, yeah,
0: that's what you yeah, did. I mean, it would if if there was a Protestant, a white Protestant Hogwarts. It's freaking St Olaf College.
3: <laughs> that's, that's a good comparison. <laughs> and I,
0: I'm not, I'm not disrespecting it at all. No. I know it's an excellent seat of higher learning. I just have, I've come across so many damn people who've gone to St Olaf. <laughs> so of course, Brandon Henry went to St Olaf College. But you, uh, a you studied Norwegian, so I'm not surprised you stayed at Norwegian House. Um, you were a competitive swimmer.
3: I was. What yes. was your stroke? I swam fly and uh, sprint freestyle. Really? Wow. wow. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, like, so
0: is that is that 100 yards? Is that 100 meters or is um, that 50? Uh, 50
3: and 100.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Butterfly is not—so I was a competitive swimmer, but from junior high to high school, after that I realized I didn't have what it took sure. to move on to the next level. Butterfly isn't a fucking joke, man. Butterfly is aggressive. Now, if you get your stroke down— It's not as hard as other, when other people look at it, like, that's some sort of freakish, I don't know, (laughs) bizarre Chinese contortionist stuff right there. But I mean, it's it's a hard stroke.
3: When you're in the rhythm of it, it feels so good. Agreed. But yeah, when you, when you're out of it, 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 it's hard. It is hard and it's hard to train. I did sprint. I did one distance race of 200 yards, Mm. which, um... My coaches to this day still remember how disastrous that was. <laughs> um and it's it is one of the only races that I completely remember. Yeah, well, because look, man,
0: any <laughs> any competitive athletic event, right? I mean, so it wasn't until my senior year in high school that they like all of a sudden somebody was sick, couldn't make it to a meet. We're like, we're throwing oak in for a hundred yard butterfly. And I'm like, I'm not a butterfly <laughs> we have to have a warm body we don't care if it takes five days for you to finish this do it and i came in third in the heat and my coach looked at me like well maybe we should have been having you do this you're like no you know no. i'm too weak there's no way i'm so glad we never had me do this uh we move on from competitive swimming to the fact that so you go to saint olaf how do you get up to the twin cities what moves you up to the twin cities
3: um i graduated and i didn't really know what i wanted to do you didn't, I didn't- want to go back to norman I didn't. I didn't. I wanted I had a lot of friends and uh, up here and um, there was a lot more opportunity up here and I just wanted to try it out. So I moved in with some friends from college and, um, you know, I got a job at the Uptown Y teaching swim lessons and I taught swim lessons and coaching for a long time. And what that allowed me to do is it gave gave me some space to uh, work on songwriting and practicing and playing and um, just going out to see live shows.
0: Did you know at this point already, so you're going to say, Olaf. Well, if you swim, obviously music's already a portion of what you do. At what point do you realize and commit to the fact that music, songwriting and performing live is going to be a part of who you are as you grow up and turn into an adult?
3: I think, um, I think it was, I just kept at it and I had written a couple songs that I played for some friends and they seemed to genuinely enjoy it and like it. And, so I thought, you know, I can I can keep doing this, and I played a couple open mics and stuff, and um, so the, just kind of putting my toes in the water. And um, eventually, I um, decided I wanted to get into recording. I got the old Tascam four track that everyone oh, yeah, nice. gets started on. Classic, and, though. I mean, but it's what yeah, you need right? if you're going to do it at mm-hmm, home by yourself. Yeah. You need that. It was so much fun, and um, so I just had a lot of fun doing recording and uh, coming up with parts and demos and stuff. And so I, um, had a friend who was attending, um, music tech at the time and became McNally Smith. And so I looked into that and, um, I applied to go there and I went in for a production degree there and, uh, got even, even deeper into, uh, recording And also songwriting. I did some songwriting clubs there and um, just got to know other songwriters and just kept going with it.
0: I do my best not to judge other people's artistic appreciation or their artistic endeavors. I really do. And I love to talk to people who come in, especially musicians, about, you know, what was the first band? Because almost everybody starts with a cover band, right? I mean, you start by learning other people's songs, and then you slowly grow into—you blossom into your own person. You start playing to the strengths of your songwriting abilities. But you did front a Jimmy Buffett cover band. And I don't want to shame you, because if you like Jimmy Buffett— it's interesting I had a, I had a debate with a guy the other day about how I, not the other day this was about six months ago about how I didn't love Jimmy Buffett and he looked at me and he's like, "You're an idiot, Brian I'm like, what do you mean?" He's like, okay, take a look at what this guy's done He's crafted an entire multi hundred million dollar x plus <laughs> plus yes. plus empire where he gets to wear cutoff shorts, show up in a Hawaiian shirt, wear a funny hat <laughs> and a mustache literally thousands tens of thousands of people come to see every show all these very tan lovely ladies come to see him he's crafted the perfect relaxation permanent vacation lifestyle i was like
2: well son of a bitch
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i don't have to like the music but i have to respect jimmy buffett but what my i guess my question is i'm not really trying to judge you but why a jimmy buffett cover band early on
3: i was a fan so i'm glad you brought that up uh um so uh, I picked up like his gr- greatest hits um, one summer and, and I uh, mean, like he's a got an album. album called
0: a white sports coat and a pink crustacean. Yeah. His, his Florida <laughs> thing is so corny, but I can't
3: deny his appeal and how good he is. And I really got into his songs. And um, if you if you go deeper than like, you know, Margaritaville Mar- right. and Let's Get Drunk and Screw and which, those by songs, the way, is still a great song. I mean they're great concept. songs. But, but he actually has like, real songs. I feel in there. like he's judged on like those like right. five cheeseburger to 10, and paradise. Yeah. 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 Um which again great songs but then if you go a layer deeper you get like a pirate looks at 40, son of a son of a sailor, my head hurts my feet stink and I and, and I don't love Jesus. I mean, <laughs> these are these are great they're great songs well, now, they're, when you talk about John Prine's
0: influence those are almost John Prine like lyrics right totally. there. Totally.
3: Totally, but yeah. with like an island flavor. Exactly. And like, I would say that that was kind of one of my um, entries into like really good, like songwriting, songwriting. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so now
0: uh, it only highlights the fact that I'm the judgmental asshole <laughs> and that, like, you know, well, like Nielsen, like, that's another great songwriter, even with the hits, but the deeper you
3: go, the more it unfolds and there's actual art happening there. Yeah. And so, like, my senior year of college, I was like, I want to in a band and like that was the material I was really into and I was like I'm gonna go for this and so I got a couple guys together and we started a ba- band called the Buffett Buffet and um our drummer didn't know how to play drums so he learned as he went <laughs> our drummer <And laughs> didn't know how to play drums and you know we, we learned like five songs and we played like two gigs and they were like the greatest gigs ever you yeah. know right and um so, yeah, that was kind of my first taste into like that energy of performing in front of people, whether they enjoyed it or not. Um, it helps when, you know, people are um, having my ties and whatnot in the audience. But uh, wait a
0: minute. Are you saying that people might be drinking at a college bar? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> by the way, RIP the Archer House, man. I can't believe that place burned to the ground. It's, I know. It's Ugh. terrible. More on Northfield later uh, and more <laughs> on your career, Brandon, and what the future looks like for Art Vandelay because I know you have a brand new single on the way, new album coming out before the end of summer, but I hate to get too far into the show without hearing plenty of music. Let's hear another song by Art right. Vandalay. Tell me when this one came out and what's the song all about.
3: All right. This one's called Out to Sea. This is off of our 2012 album Heaven's Opera House. And yes, I know Opera House is misspelled. Um, not one See word; that. it is two words. I I learned I didn't oh, learn that no. until until I brought it to the Electric Fetus for them to sell it, and the guy was like, "Opera House, one word." I was like, yep. They're like, okay. So I went home. I looked it up. I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh no. As the artist, I think
0: they call it artistic license.
3: There, there we go. That's back the <laughs> f up, record store guy. Back it up. But anyway, this song is just kind of a general theme of like turning your back on 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 love and um not not knowing or understanding what might be um right in front of you so out to see
0: Music from Art Vandelay on the Brian Oak Show, episode 159. Brandon, this last year and a half, I guess we could call it, has sucked out loud for music fans, musicians, and well, frankly, everybody. But specifically for music fans and musicians, if we if we narrow it down to that, it sucked for everybody. Have you been able to maintain inspiration, excitement? Have you capitulated to despair? I mean, <laughs> as someone who creates
3: music, what has the last year and a half felt like or looked like for you? Um, I would say it has actually not been super inspiring. I, w- I was just talking with Sean that like yeah. I've done almost no songwriting. Um, I've tried to do so- some stuff here and there, but I think um, I just I think I work better like writing after significant moments in life kind of processing it and um that's kind of what i'm hoping for like you know down the road is some stuff will come out of this and i have some ideas i have my songbook there or my um scratch notepad that i write ideas down on but uh as far as like songs forming coming together it's just uh it hasn't been very productive in in that realm i have kind of um i've right before lockdown i started taking uh jazz guitar lessons just to kind of Expand my horizons yeah. and, like... Uh, Never stop working on your craft, no matter what out. your craft yeah, may be, absolutely. right? absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah. You get out of the GCD zone. <laughs> um, GCD? Chords. Oh. GC&D. <laughs> You're thinking I, it was... I, I, I'm not
0: a musician. I thought it was an acronym. I'm like, ah, oh, GCD, gosh... <laughs> Crazy day. The, the golden okay.
1: corn doodle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. So get out of the basic three chord approach. Yeah, and it's been it's been great. Like it's been very humbling to kind of get back to a point where like, oh, I don't I don't know what to do here. And um, just like relearn chords and like what makes up, you know, a diminished seventh chord, which I didn't know. Um, or maybe I did. And it had just been like way didn't, back in the memory. Didn't know what it was called. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so I've, I've been doing that. Uh, that's hard to do over Zoom. That's how we have been doing it since mm. the lockdown. Right. Um, but uh, so I've, I've been trying to keep things going that way. Um, I always play for my son before he goes to bed. And that's actually been a good time to get about a half hour of practice in. But he's 25, more. right? <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> Dad,
1: seriously. Dad, I'm, tr- Not again. I'm trying to make a TikTok video, Dad. I'm trying
0: to make a TikTok video. No, and I, I get that. I mean, so, but you you found your spots here and there, but it's been interesting because we basically started this podcast on the eve of the pandemic. We oh, wow. were just getting up to speed in very late 2019, got into early 2020, and then boom, and everything changed. And we're still talking to musicians, and they're all like, I don't know, we don't have a gig planned and everyone nobody knew what the future looked like and i don't think we're done yet but obviously things are starting to open up and things are starting to look like there may be a proper summer in front of us Mm -hmm. maybe not a proper summer but some semblance of a summer that we're used to knowing now you've got a new album on the way you have a new single coming out Mm -hmm. next week um called never see you again and you've got a new full-blown uh record on the way called champagne and chandeliers and you brought us a promotional bottle of non-alcoholic champagne Good on you. Appreciate yeah. <laughs> that. So do you plan, and with hopes that things are even better by the end of summer when this record comes out, do you plan to get out on and play, do a proper record release show at some point?
3: I would like to do a proper album release um, show. Uh, I'm kind of looking towards early fall for that to be re- realistic about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I'm hoping for is over the summer just being able to play like some backyards, some patios and stuff right um in conjunction with the album i've i'm, I'm going to start promoting um champagne shows where you can um hire us to come and play in your backyard and you would get a complimentary bottle of art vandelay champagne and a, a few copies of the album to share with your friends um so i'm sounds very sophisticated yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, white linen, that sort of thing?
0: I mean, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. this, no, this is, this this is Americana folk <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Well, no, I no, just, no. Somewhere between, I mean, I just, I think about Jimmy Buffett, and I yeah. think, like, those sort of loose-fitting linen pants that oh, are, yeah. that like, I would like to mock, but man, when I've been in Mexico, and I've, like, bought a nice linen outfit, and I'm like, oh, that's, I, that's breathing, it, especially downstairs. You the, and under, I, the undercarriage is but, moving freely. But you and I freely. with linen,
1: you wear it once. And the reason why you and I would never wear it twice, you'd have to iron it.
0: Well, and not only that, but somehow get it washed. Yeah, that's And you're like, you happen. know, it's oof. I mean, it's breezy and breathy, but yeah, not really the thing. You've got the new album on the way. Tell me this. If people want to be like, hmm, Art Vandelay, I'm in. They want to follow your progress. They want to know when your backyard shows are going to happen. They want to get their hands on the single. They want to know everything about the new album as the release date release date approaches. What's the central hub? What's the best place to go to stay up to date with Art Vandalay?
3: I would say, um, I would say Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Um, Art Vandalay Tunes is um, what the Facebook handle is. Uh, Twitter handle is Vandelay MSP. Um, And then you can also just check our website, too, um, com, and that'll be updated as well. But, you know, to get the more real-time stuff, it'll be on Facebook and Twitter.
1: And it is Vandale, not Vandale, so it's important that you do V-A-N-D-A-L-A. All A's. Easy to remember. Yep. There we go. Yeah.
0: All A's. All the way through. So are you, and I guess this isn't musical so much as it is mental health and human-to-human. Did you make it okay, through as much of the pandemic as we're through. I don't I I am not one of those people who believes we're done and everything. Oh, no holds barred, everything's back to normal. Where we are right now, the last year and a half has been trying for everyone. Yes. Um do you make it through all right? You feeling okay?
3: Doing all right. Yeah. There were definitely some times probably midwinter um where it was uh you just kind of wondered when things were going to kind of end yes. and like what it was going to look like Mm -hmm. coming out of everything. Um, And just kind of like, you know, what am I doing? Like, is it worth it to keep making music? Um, Why get up in the morning? Not quite that. I wasn't in that spot yet. Okay, well, good. I mean,
0: and I was kind of joking around, but I mean, I have mornings where I would wake up and I'd be like, all right, we're going to go do the same thing. It's a truncated, limited minor version of what I used to think about my days potentially before that. And so I was kind of joking and taking it too far, but you, you do start to question the nature of everything you've done up until that point And what is life going to look like moving forward?
3: Yeah. And like, I honestly think the things that would recharge me were doing uh, Facebook live performances. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you know, set up in my living room and I just play like, I didn't care how many people were listening. Um, and, but it just felt good to play and then w- what I understood about those performances were um, people who hadn't seen me or couldn't see me, like my parents who are were, were still down in Oklahoma, my swim coach from high school, um, uh, my friends who are in Australia, they could all watch. And yeah, they couldn't cool. do that if, we, if I was just playing uh, at the Astor Cafe.
0: Um, and we heard that from... You know, Sarah Morris or Mark mm-hmm. Malman, they're like, it's terrible and it's limited. And I'm sitting in my basement by myself or in my studio by myself. But it's also nice because whatever international reach you have, these are people, they suddenly can enjoy it mm-hmm. in a way they would not have been able to before. So like everything, I suppose the universe seeks a balance, right? Yeah,
3: totally. And like once things, you know, open up more, it'll be nice to get back out there. But I'm kind of with you. It's like it's not over. So you kind of want to tiptoe back into
0: yeah, no, I mean, I'm so That's glad boring. to hear you say that because I'm just looking for reason. I'm not trying to say that the government's injecting us with microchips, but I'm also <laughs> not saying that, you know, that, that like we have to stay locked down forever. But baby step this, Ben, we're not there yet. 50% of American adults I read the other day are 100% vaccinated and beyond two weeks. 50% is great but it's still only half of you lazy ass. They're giving it away for free at Walgreens. You don't have to wait anymore. Get your ass vaccinated. And in the meantime, even if you don't have to, wear your damn mask. One man's humble opinion. Brandon, we got to call. It. We're going to wrap things up here. But thank you very much. The new single out June 4th, Never See You Again. We like to support bands. We like to make sure that artists get, I mean, is this going to be available on Bandcamp? Can people buy your new song?
3: Yeah, it'll be on Bandcamp, and it should be up on Spotify and all the, all the streaming services by Fine. next Friday. Stream it once, and then when you
0: realize that you like it, go and actually buy it. buy it. Artists need your support. Still, we're not out of this lockdown, and artists have had as hard a year as anybody's had in the past year. And the new full-length Champagne and Chandeliers, when's that coming out? August 20th. August 20th. Yes. So we got a ways to wait on that, but you get a little taste coming up next week. Um, Brandon, this has been great. Thank yeah, you thank very you much. Thank you for having me. I've thanks really enjoyed lot. this, guys. Happy to have you, Sean. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah, no- you know, I mean that sincerely when I'm saying, I know, I know. you ass. Uh, Smart Start MN, they are the primary sponsor. Audio they are a local provider of sound equipment, and they have provided the Smart Start MN studio with state-of-the-art and lovely equipment. Without them, our show sounds like we're recording it into our phones through a cardboard tube. We can't thank them enough. And as you get back out into the real world, you start doing more gigs, more TED Talks, Consider contacting Audioquip for all of your audio equipment needs. They're good. They know what they're doing, and they're really, really great people. They've also had an uphill climb for the last 18 months, to say the least. Uh, and thanks to all of our Patreon supporters and everyone who's ever listened to a single episode of The Brian Oak Show. We will be in your debt indefinitely and can never properly thank you. But once we get back to some kind of semblancy of a real world, we're going to find a way somehow, even It'll if Sean happen. has to come over to your house and wash your car in cut-off shorts and a half-top.
1: Don't ask for it if you don't want it. Okay,
0: well, oh, you know, I was like, I want that. We're going to wrap things up now. Uh, Brandon, before we bid you a final farewell, you, for the final song, have chosen someone other than yourself. Tell me why you chose this and what you like about this song.
3: Uh, so this is uh, an artist out of Portland, Oregon, John Craigie. He's a phenomenal songwriter, great performer, um, and he has he had an album come out last summer, um called uh it's a great album. I forget it's um Asterix the the Universe. Yep. There it and is. And right so down. the uh the this song is called Don't Deny It. And I don't know, it's just a, a fun song. Um and it features a Hammond B three organ, which oh, I love the Hammond with the swirling Leslie yes, speaker, absolutely. the whole bit. It's one of my favorite instruments and um it's just a great song, so that's why Good I enough. picked
0: it. Nice to meet you, Brandon. Good to meet you guys, too. Thanks, Brandon. Great. Thanks for being on here. We're going to leave you with this on The Brian Oak Show.
4: Time for us to go all the way, leaving one more. Yeah, you always say. So I give you a kiss and downstairs DJ. Somebody please get me out of this church. Holy water ain't supposed to burn on my lips and on my tongue. Oh, I'm trying not to drink it up. Yeah, but Lord have mercy on me. I ain't never been this thirsty. Mouth wide open. Don't want to